AJ and McCaw dropped the mic on a topic that I think a lot of us maybe wouldn't admit at first, so just allow us to spearhead it. First of all, producer Butters back on with us. Hello. Enter Tiny Tim with us as well. Yes. And that is the intrigue, the fascination with those that do very bad things, McCall. I would say yes. Serial killers. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different topics that are intriguing like this. Like, oh, I, I'm i not interested in this. Come on. Like yeah. murder mysteries. You watch documentaries on these kinds of things. People do well, yeah, making, all the time. Making a murder was I one prefer of those- not to. Oh. You prefer not to be interested? To watch them? Oh. Oh. Well, I'm just, I'm so intrigued by them. Like, I'm so intrigued by motives behind. Yeah, well, like, the Making a Murder, right, was one of the biggest yeah. things on Netflix last year. Everybody and their mother wanted to watch it. And so I think it's the same thing. I think you, you can't say that there's success in the horror genre and not say that there's curiosity of the person. I'm not going to say human, because I don't think they are. They're obviously evil people. It's Yeah, it, it, it's more so the intrigue of... The mindset behind the, it. Yeah, like the psychology behind it, I think, is more intriguing to me personally. Yeah, I agree because you, I don't know, from for me personally, come from the standpoint of never, obviously, ever, ever, never, times a million, would do that. So it's almost Having impossible to fathom how someone right. could get to that point. And then on, on top of that, I think you've seen... Not this decade, but last decade. So it's a fascination, right, with crime in general. Like I said, there's making a murder this past last year was really big, but then there's all the CSIs, right, and the NCIS, and all right. Those shows and like, everybody's so intrigued with the NCIS right. and with with uh, you know Law and Order SVU. That's yeah. been that's huge. I think it just comes down to the human curiosity factor that humans are curious by nature. I and, think so too, and I think part of it for me too is geography as well. Like that was one of the big things that spurred me. This most recent time when I did a whole bunch of reading on it was moving here and then learning, uh, you know, obviously uh, Ted Bundy was here a lot in the state of Utah. So the, mm-hmm. the fact that, oh my gosh, this happened here, the geography was something that piqued my interest as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at some of the numbers of some of the like biggest serial killers in the history of ever. It's like mind boggling to me. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, I bet the Google search was really interesting when I first got here because I started reading about Ted Bundy. Oh, gosh. And I went to Wikipedia, and then it was like, worst serial killers in U.S. history. And I just started working my way down the list just reading their whole story. <laughs> Man. It's literally what I would do. What? Jeffrey Dahmer, yep. John Wayne Gacy. Yep. Jim Jones. Yeah. Gary Ridgway. <laughs> he was in a Ranker article I just read recently. I, I get hooked on those all the time. And it's I do, always, too. It's always the scary ones. It's like 10 scary stories from Hitchhikers. Ten scariest places you never want to visit in the world. That one was in the ten ten craziest or ten pictures that are almost too haunting to believe. And it was after everything had happened. Was one that was kind of insane to see from that high view. Just all the people laying there. Kind of reminds me of uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, last <laughs> last season because it was called Cult. It was yeah, called I'm, Cult, right? I'm, yeah. Uh, well, and I'm it's, watching that, but I'm sort of watching it because Ashley passively. loves it. He's passively watching but it. But I've which watched, season? He's I've watching Colt. Colt right now. Oh, you are yeah. watching She's Colt. seen all of them. Colt just went on Netflix, and she loves it. So I've seen, I think she's four or five episodes in, and I've seen about an episode and a half. I kind of lost track with those shows. I started it's hard, heavy yeah. on like maybe the first two, three seasons, and then I just well, lost Well, every my, season's different. Lost yeah, my well, way. that's it's what I think story. is different about Colt, because I don't know how much you know about it, but Colt is based in now 
where all of them are their own specific yep. things. Yeah. Like yeah. there was the circus one. There's the hotel one. I like the circus one. I don't There's know how new- true it is, but it, is it true that they're all connected in some way? Uh, yeah, supposedly. There's appearances of characters. I've In the episode I watched, they had appearances of characters that I know yeah. are in other seasons. I don't know. I've never seen season one, two, or three. Look, we can't so. trust your judgment anyway. Oh, gosh. You didn't know about the Pixar <laughs> theory. This is this is just the evil that version That was crazy. That. The, the mind-boggling of the Pixar theory, if you missed it in our last podcast, oh. was crazy. This is the exact same thing except two more murder. Oh, whatever. Two My bad. You know, I, I'm really intrigued with with this the numbers of the serial killers because right now I'm looking at the statistics between people all over the world when that have been numbers, serial what you, killers. What do you mean by numbers? How like, many per country? How many victims? What do you? Well, with with the victims, but not only the victims. Mostly, I'm intrigued with the years, like the years that they were active. Yeah, sure. because was, I'm looking at this right now and. And like uh, they're really hot Ted, in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, like the 70s is the so 70s active. Was, like Ted Bundy, yeah. his years active 74 to 78. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. John Wayne Gacy 72 to 78. Right. Son like, of Sam it's, 76 it's, to 77. Yeah, it's just so intriguing. Like the 60s and the 70s were really really hot years. And obviously, there are people that are still active. There are people that still haven't been caught. But like looking at uh, Luis Garavito. He's like one of the most, like, highest, I guess, rated or whatever. Like the number one, 172 to 300 plus people right. he's murdered. Like, this is ridiculous. And he was active from 92 to 99. Huh. That's... Which is crazy. Yeah. So he was in Colombia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. Right. But, you know, you, you pay attention to the ones in the U.S., but looking at the people that are literally all over the world, the numbers are just boggling. Yeah, I, I think that I, I, I think that there's there's a morbid curiosity to people in general. I think yeah. that people try to dis, to say that that's not the case, but I think there is. And, and I don't know, like, I don't I, I feel like I don't know if it's coming from a hypocritical standpoint, like. I don't care for gore like movies. I'm not going to watch American Horror Story. I don't want to. I've seen episodes. I just watched a guy saw his arm off in the episode I watched last night. I didn't Gross. care for it. Gross. But I reading think, it, I, I think, think is different. Last one was very gory. Yeah. Compared to about Colt. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. There's a thing with a guinea pig. I'm glad I didn't see it. I was sleeping for that one. It's bad. Spoiler anyway. alert. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I don't think it's essential to the story at all. Just it's in there. But. To me, it's just uh, it's along the lines of like reading about it. Along the lines of history, like military history is always something that has intrigued me, and it's something that's big in my family. So this is just another version of it. Because I think reading about it, like I don't know, I know that uh, what they're making a movie about Ted Bundy, right? Zephron's supposed to be Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. James Hatefield from Metallica's in it. Yeah. So I'll probably see that because the name recognition. But in general, I I wouldn't see it. I know Tim. I think you wrote down a bunch of movies that are based on. Some of the serial killers we've had in history. Uh, I kind of quickly went through it. I don't know which ones were actually based on them. I didn't do too much research on it, but I found Monsters. Zodiac, obviously a big one. Yeah. Seven, uh, American Psycho. The uh, My Friend Dahmer, obviously. Right. Hannibal. Wait, who's that about? <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. Summer of Sam. Mm-hmm. Monster. Why did I write that twice? Dahmer, which is another movie aside from my friend Dahmer. Yeah. Let's see, like I've I haven't seen any of those. I don't know that I really have any. Uh, a lot of them were older. But I'll I'll read about them. 
I mean, honestly, the same thing just came up, right? Unfortunately, we just passed a very historic date in the United States history, right. which is September 11th. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, I spent most of the afternoon just watching videos about it and right. reading stuff about the monsters that execute the attack because you're just like, how could somebody do how that? How could yeah. you? Right. What, what is going through your mind to make you want to do that? You know, and I think it's something that I'm 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 thankful for that I I can't understand it, that I can't yes. wrap my head around it. But I I'm just I'm thankful for that as well. I still can't <laughs> understand You're like weirdly quiet over there, producer butter's not being thankful <laughs> for Oh that. gosh. It's just interesting to me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> what the heck happened in 1978? Like, what caused this I don't know, the 70s. in 78? Because for for you know both Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy to be done, 78 is their last active year, or supposedly, and then uh, Jeffrey Dahmer started in 1978. Right. Like it's what what. What's with 1978? What happened that year that people were like, you know what? Let's kill people. I don't get it. People came off drugs. Maybe. Probably. I mean, you got Woodstock. <laughs> the you 60s know, I, and 70s were a weird yeah, time. The 70s especially. Yeah. My, uh, I had a girlfriend in college that took, uh, she was a nursing student. Forensics was her minor though. And I went with her to one of her first classes her second year because that's when we started dating was when I was a freshman. She was a sophomore. Right. And uh, it was taught by... Uh, a detective who uh, arrested or was an investigator for both Dahmer after they captured him and also was part of the forensics team that examined uh, John Wayne Gacy's house after they arrested him. Oof. Right? See some of the pictures from those investigations? Oof. And- it's crazy. Yeah, well, it's so, look at it's so dark. Like you go in and I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I feel like there's an interesting. I think it's just a curiosity yeah. because it's a, a like an energy type thing. Even looking at the pictures of it, like there's like an energy type that you can vibe off of. Right. It's just, it's weird. Cool. How would you balance it out with, with one of the things I talk about, I think worse than Swain or a show fairly often, which is paranormal. Cause that's something I kind of, we it's talk different. about on our show a lot just because something that I, I guess wasn't aware of not to say that it's not everywhere else. It's but just it something like you hadn't investigated, has a really. Highly concentrated amount of it. Uh, yeah, I would. I would agree. You know, the thing, because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a hippie. I will tell you right now, I'm a hippie. Like I pay a lot of attention and I pay a lot of mind to the energetic side of things. I just always have. I always will. Um, it's just different. It's just darker. Like it's dirty. It feels dirty. Like paranormal is more. Yeah. No, paranormal paranormal stuff to me is more like adrenaline. You get more of an adrenaline boost with it. But mm-hmm. like, if you look at that kind of like serial killer stuff, it's just dark. It's just like a dirty, like muggy almost. I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. It's just more eerie, e- evil. E- yeah, definitely, definitely more evil. More, um, I know, I know what you're trying to get. Yeah, at. I know what you're trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. like it makes my trying to. I don't like, know. I don't know how to explain what my senses like do. The 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 fact that a human can do such dark things yeah. vice the yeah. paranormal. Yeah. Realm. Absolutely. Because because paranormal is like a different. It's a different realm. It's a different level of... There's a bigger explanation for it 
but for, when it comes to humans doing things, it's more like how. how? Yeah, what, I know. I know where you. What get is at. the yeah. motive? How is yeah. the, it's it's yeah? It's just dirty. Like it it makes my teeth ache. I don't know how to explain it. It's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's just dark. I don't like it. So would you rather read up on paranormal or? Serial killers. I have to be in the mood to read up more on serial killers because if I'm like paranormal stuff, I'm very intrigued with. Right. Like there's definitely a, a curiosity factor on that. Yeah. But with with serial killers, I feel like I have to be in the right mind space for I, it. I feel like serial killers is kind of just straightforward. That's why I would be more interested in paranormal because serial killers is like this guy's crazy. He did this, killed these people. Right. He's crazy. I would Period. agree. I was gonna say. I think I agree with McCall. I think the reason why paranormal is more uh, it's a bigger intriguing question. to me because it, it it could happen. You know what I mean? It could. Well, happen. serial killers serial, could happen too. Oh, yes, but serial <laughs> killers. You've already read the story. It's more than it's likely already not, happened. It's not going to happen again. Right. But actually, that's funny you mentioned that because that's what I was gonna say. Because like when I read about the serial killers. I didn't really have trouble sleeping at night, but then when McCall introduced me to Skinwalkers, then I had trouble sleeping. Well, yeah, because like, it's I'm done with freaky. <laughs> I, I parked at the time by a bunch of trees. It's the middle of the night. Uh, so that's the one that got me. I, I get what you're saying. You know, and yeah. it, it's like with the serial killers thing, it's more of a, a like a queasiness in, inside of you. Like it's more of a, like it makes you more nauseous sort of yeah. rather than paranormal because paranormal, sure, you get anxious, but it's not really i don't know i feel like serial killers you can do something about paranormal it's just kind of <laughs> you're, like you're kind of out of luck at that point. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh gosh uh, <laughs> stop good, good luck with that i'm not the one who made the argument that i had guns if we went on a ghost hunt look 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 oh look. boy this was for the crazy people that were out there that Happen to catch us at the same time. Yeah, I I don't know. So what is that? Your face between a serial killer and a ghost? What do you do? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> a new version of a rock and a hard place I don't Look. want any part of. McCall, let's um, address this. Cause maybe we should have started with this because uh, people maybe will read the title of the podcast and like, just get what? into this. How do you explain to people, right? Because I feel like there's trepidation, right? We started this off by saying it's it's an interest that I think a lot of people, if you were, if they're comfortable, would you comfortable with you would admit they have but it's not something necessarily you'll lean into in open conversation john olson who wrote uh was it stranger bridgeland and uh-huh. what, what's the sequel called he wrote the two books he will actually be talking to him here for a podcast soon yeah talked about he found with paranormal it was kind of the case people experience still have trepidation about sharing their stories right because they don't know how people are going to react well this you say i have an intrigue a fascination with reading about some of the most evil people in our country's history how do you explain to people that it's not a bad thing? You know, you know what I mean. Like people freak out about violent video games or bad music, right, whatever well, that may be. This is probably even worse on their scale. So, I actually had a very intriguing conversation with someone that I used to work with about this specifically because she used to watch a lot of like Law and Order SVU and a lot of like, Cold Case and and, and those kinds of those kinds of shows, and I think. Her explanation of it was was one of the best that I I had had. She's really big into. She works a lot with Rafa House, which is a uh, an organization that works against right. sex trafficking, against uh, human trafficking. And her reasoning behind it was, you know, if you watch these shows, if you read up on these things, you can understand how to identify. You can understand how to 
work with to avoid situations, you know, and and obviously some of them are are over the top and right. dramatized. Hello, it's Hollywood. But I think reading up on it is is something that's intriguing with the human mind because some people just want to understand the psychology behind it. Like, right. why in the world do people do yeah, these kinds of sure. things? And not only that, how do you identify if somebody's having different trigger emotions, different trigger reactions to situations? And I, I really think that that, somewhere subconsciously, I think a lot of people do that. I, I don't think it's a, it's a conscious decision, though. I think with hers specifically, it was because they had just been talking about it in some of her meetings. That makes sense. But that that I think that's kind of the explanation of it because the human mind is curious. Yes. Producer Butters, I want your take on this because I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, an argument exists out there, right? The more you partake in violence, sex, etc., the more eventually you build up a tolerance and the more you're going to want to consume, right? That's the argument with violent video games. The more you desensitize yourself to that, the more likely you may be to act out on that. So with this, this, I don't want to call it sensitive. I don't feel like we're doing anything taboo. But if we are, it's a part of the conversation to address. So what is your take on that? If someone was to say, well, the more fascination you, just you, become you have, desensitized. the more you read into this, right. the more likely you will be to walk down that path. I, I want to say I agree with that. Uh-huh. Oh. The desensitization. Okay. I don't know if necessarily that uh, it's going to make every person that's desensitized to, I guess, cause that kind of problem. Right. I think there's definitely something mental that uh, goes. I think there's more than just just the the violence. And, right. You know what I mean? And seeing that there's an instability. I think that it's there's, not just. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. think there's more to it than just that. Like you could just consume video games, and all of a sudden you're going to go nuts. Yeah. There I mean, I I played video games that where you. Yeah, you know, shoot people, but it's. I'm not gonna go. It's different. Grab a gun and you know do right. that. That's, right, no, that's, my, that's, that's not something my point. That I would do. I, I, I think I agree with AJ on that. Uh, there is an instability with it. Um, that I mean, it it brings up a really good point. The desensitization because. Sure, people get desensitized to it, but at the same time, you, you have to find, I feel like you have to find that kind of common ground with anything, with everything for desensitization, because I think that there is a lot, um, a lot of damage that can be done with being so sensitive to everything. I mean, we've seen it with a lot of, you know, people, people say snowflakes, people say that kind of a right. thing, people say it politically. Yes. We, we talk about that a lot. And there has been an oversensitization, maybe, of, of people in general. You know, you, you take away some experiences, and it's not, it's not all bad. I don't think it's all bad. But being afraid to live your life because of certain things, being afraid to look into things because maybe you you don't have a tolerance for it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But being afraid to live your life just because somebody says, don't look at this, I think is wrong. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I personally, video games is the one that always sets me off yeah, because I absolutely. use them as a way to vent. It's a way that I express frustration. It's not something I'm going to act on. And I, I agree with your statement too because I think me personally... You can decide not to partake in things, Absolutely. but I think it's a problem if you decide not to acknowledge things. Yeah, and I, I agree like, with ah, you. This never happened. But Tam, same question to you. Obviously, you have military experience, so same question to you that asked Producer Butters. What is your take on desensitization? De- de- sensitizing. Sensitizing de- when it comes to this stuff. Because we're talking about serial killers. Um, no comment. No. Uh, I was like, okay. I think... Uh, <laughs> Definitely being in the military 
we uh I wasn't in such a heavy branch either. Uh-huh. I'm just right. say that now. I was in the Navy. We uh you know, it wasn't easy. Right. Mind you. We were in the middle of the ocean doing deployments or whatever, but it wasn't the army or Marines, you know, boots on ground. Right. They, they definitely have it much harder, especially psychologically. Right. Um, but kind of talking for them, boots on ground, it's a, a coping me- mechanism, you know? Right. And a lot of people don't understand that. And we do get very desensitized, but you kind of have to to cope with right, absolutely. the stuff that you see or do in the military. You know, and and... I think I think it goes back to to reading yourself. I think it goes back to understanding yourself. I think it goes back to having knowledge more so of yourself and taking the time to be able to I don't know, get to get to understand yourself, get to figure out where your sensitive areas are, where your instabilities are. Yeah, you and know? I think it it does come down to in, in this in this country we are too sheltered. We are very we are very sheltered here. Right. A lot of people don't understand how good they have it here right and that's what a lot of people they you know when they kind of oh this this and that and you know they're being overly sensitive they don't they haven't gone to these other countries these third world countries and seen how they're living their lives out there and right you got to kind of have tough skin and i'm not saying you know oh be a man man up like no there i believe there's uh there's a balance to everything uh, right and i think everyone's on the extreme on both sides yeah I don't see anyone in a happy medium. No, and I, I agree with you. You know, there there comes an understanding of, um, like you're saying with with different, going to different countries, going to different different third world countries to be able to understand the way that the way that they live because, you know, and I I can speak only slightly with very 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 little experience. I went to Guatemala. I was down there for like a week and a half, but it's interesting because even like in Guatemala, there are people walking around with like AKs in the street. You know, they're just walking around with these guns because that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, and so it is a more of a desensitized area. The US is just is. because you don't it, it's such a freedom and such a great thing. You know, it's something that you're grateful for, but I I agree with Tim. You have to go to different countries to you be gotta, able to yeah. kind of understand say, it. I can. I think you could apply it to this area. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I I don't want to say it's like completely sheltered. No, but of it's, course not. It's, it's sheltered. Well, I grew and if up. You, yeah. And if you left this area and went to I don't I don't know what town any town outside of Utah. Right. I think that it's going to be an eye opener for right. you to realize. Wow. Exactly. How great you have it here. So on Producer Butter's point, like that was something that I realized because I grew up, I've grown up in Utah. I lived in Tremont and growing up, I moved to Vernal and Vernal was very much more uh, desensitized, but it's still very, very sheltered, you know? And then from Vernal, I had never been really out of the state. I went, I went to Texas once and I went to a CVS and they had wine on the shelf and I was like, oh my gosh, there's wine on the shelf. Like that's, <laughs> that's how desensitized, you know? But then from, from Vernal, I went to Guatemala and there are people walking around the streets with guns. Yeah. You know, it's very, very, very sheltered mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think that people need to have a taste of, of, of it all. If I could uh, pick up that point, take it a different direction. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that gets misconstrued when you start talking about darker stuff is people always say that I'm not talk about jokes, but jokes is no. part of it too. People always say you miss the point or you're right. insensitive, right? Because right now we're having discussions about 
serial killers. And at some point, maybe somebody makes a point that, uh, you know, oh, well, you're being insensitive to the, right. how terrible this was or the victims and so on and so forth. Right. Well, of course not. And here's the thing that gets me. So I remember, so Route 91, right? Worst oh, mass shooting yeah. in U.S. history. Terrible. There's a member of a country band. I can't remember which, I think it was one of the guitarists of the Josh Abbott band, uh-huh. put out a statement and said that he, for the longest time he was pro-guns, pro-guns. And he'd witnessed, you know, we'd all witness as a country all these shootings at schools and stuff. Right. And he was still pro-guns. And then he was part of it himself. Right. And now he realizes what people were talking about. And it changed his attitude. Right. And people took him to task and told him, how could you not have empathy? And I get that Absolutely. point. But to make his point, too, like, people in general, I think, get away from, like, out of sight, out of mind. Like, it was devastating. Don't get me wrong. But then, you know, if you're outside of Vegas, it, it, it kind of... Fades in the background, and then we have the yeah. school shooting of Florida. Like, there's always, a, there's, unfortunately, it seems like there's always another one, and, right. it, and it happens, and then it fades away. And the same thing happened for me because when we see all these events and it's terrible, and then my my school, my college had a school shooting, right? And then it just, you know, I was in that situation where nobody could get a hold of my brother because he happened to be in a class with no signal, but my family's calling him, I'm calling him, we can't get a hold of him. Of course, details aren't released, we don't know what building's going right. on, right? And so then it's different, like, you can. It's one of those things where I don't think you can picture, you can't put yourself in those shoes truly in situations like this until you're there. And I think it's one of those things where it's not being insensitive to say it's fascinating, you want to read and kind of understand the psychology and how can someone do this. Right. I think you can do that and not be insensitive. They're not exclusive. I I agree with you. You know, you, you... You, you hit a really good point because, you know, we did our back to school tour and we went to these back to school tours and we went to these different schools right. and uh, Westside, shout out to Westside High School in Idaho, in Dayton, Idaho. They ended up, they were doing a, an active shooter drill. Yes. You know, it, it comes to a point of understanding and combating it comes to a point of okay, so so what have we discovered from these different mass shootings? What have we discovered from from these different situations, and how can we combat that to keep our kids safe? You know, it, it comes to a point of of knowledge, and and you know, I think that's I don't know, I I don't know that that's where I'm at with it though. Like I think it it comes to a point of knowledge because obviously these things are going to be happening, sadly. These yes. things are going to be happening, but we, we need to be figuring out how to combat them. Yeah, Absolutely. I think, I think, honestly, you can make the point we're in the middle of a similar situation. I'm trying to think of what's comparable, but, I mean, there are violent parts of history where you look and it was something was going on. Like, right. War hasn't ended. War would be, I think, an example I'd use for early, but, like, you talk about the serial killers, right, all operating the same path. Fingers crossed, I think at some point, 20 years, hopefully sooner, maybe longer than that, you could see people doing the same thing with school shootings. Right. We're talking about serial killers now where it's, there was this big trend they of them. Hopefully in the future you see people look back off, and look yeah. at school mm-hmm. shootings. I also want to hit the fact that the whole, I, I don't want to like disown the school shootings or nothing, right. but it a, a big factor in that is social media. Right. You back, we didn't have social media. Right. We didn't have ease of access. We didn't have... Right. Uh, updates news worldwide constantly every five every, minutes seriously it's, it's not even that like every 10 overload. seconds yeah, right it, you're always getting something new we didn't have that so right to kind of say that they're coming out of the blue i wouldn't necessarily say because what right what, how would you know back then right what was going around you know and going on around the world around the country and you look at it like i'm looking at, at timelines right now on on the like serial killers and I'm not seeing outside of the U.S. You know, there's there's more um, more people that are more active. Uh, like 2015 is more recently. But you look through, and with the update, with the constant 
updating and uh, sensory overload, like you're saying. Yeah. It, it's, I want to say, and I'm going to knock on wood, but I want to say that it's less likely that it's happening and with also, serial killers, you know? I, that. With that being said, also, I think um, a lot of it is social media technology, right. uh just how nosy people are yeah. and just how the media plays a factor, how hard it would be, like you said, knock on wood, to be a serial killer. Right. Today, vice, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Because now everyone has a cell phone. Everyone's recording everything mm-hmm. and everything. Everything's always being looked at. Right. Because, you know, I'm looking at this and the most recent one that I'm seeing in the U.S. is actually the, where did it go? Uh, the Long Island serial killer that was active until about 2011. And I think it's something to look at. I took a lot of, I, I did a, I got a film degree when I was in college and I did more film theory and stuff. And I had a, a professor I had multiple times and um, I took different, different film classes with him. And one of the questions I remember asking him at one of our screenings was, and I think I can't remember, it was a, some kind of event happened, it was some tragic event. And I asked him the question, do you think the world is more violent today than it was before, or is it something where we're just more exposed to it, so maybe it seems that way? Mm. Yeah. And his response was, I don't think the world's any more violent today than it was before. I think Agreed. it really is Bye. just the exposure. So I think you can talk about looking back at the psychology of, honestly, if you say serial killers, hope maybe it'll shed light on crime. You know, they stopped for a reason. They figured it out, I think, as part of it. And hopefully there's there's something you could glean from psychology or makeup or traits or personalities or whatever it is that you can take forward to stop something else yeah Mm -hmm. again school shootings comes to mind maybe there's something you can glean from that to to find the perpetrators in those things yes i actually think the world was more violent in the past than today yeah i mean you look at like jack the ripper and you look at those those kinds of people from from history right and you know it was more like I feel like it was said, more it was, violent natured. Like I feel like people were more violent natured. You look at when we well, ended then, up coming and settling. Settled, you yeah, know? you you look at coming and settling the United States. It was really you look at you look at that kind of thing. People scalping other people. People, you know, murdering mass murdering different races. I don't know. I, I think an argument could be made as we become quote unquote more civilized, and that's now not allowed illegal or whatever and then things like that still happen i think you make the argument more violent now yeah maybe i don't know that's a hard question i think i don't know i think it it, i think it seems like we're more violent now because we notice it more because like you said we are quote-unquote more civilized yeah but back then it was more second natured yeah the violence oh yeah it's an interesting topic the professor i had was uh Served in the army, actually. They used special forces, so yeah, he had a really interesting take on it. I don't know, but going back onto the serial killers, <laughs> <laughs> back to the topic to the light hand. subject that it yes. is. The light subject the light that it is. Subject that it is. Why is I, it that you think that? Why is it you think that people? And this is kind of on the point that that John made when he talked about how he's had trouble. Because his, his book is a collection of stories. He has some, and then he goes around and collects stories from the area of people's paranormal experiences, whether they're ghosts, right. whatever they may be. Why do you think that this may be a subject that people still consider taboo when reading about it doesn't mean anything? You can read about anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just a like a realism thing. I don't know if it's just because it's it, 
it's real because of the 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 victims that actually died because of the lives, because of the families, because of the people that are associated with it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it I think people fear what they don't know. And I think people fear what they don't understand. And I think that serial killers is something that people definitely don't understand. For sure. Because how? You know, we right. we have this conversation. How? How in the world? I think that's I think it's just a fear of the unknown. Fair enough. That that's my only reasoning behind it. People are scared of what they, they can't understand. And rather than looking into it and trying to understand it, they just leave it alone because there's been maybe this this conversation about desensitization again. About right. people being desensitized to to it and then wanting to. Yeah, I mean I think the if I was to play devil's advocate, I but I think one of the responses would be, well, why do you need to know about that? Right. Because why do you want to have the understanding? Why do you want to be able to to understand their thought process behind it? No. But I, again, I just go back to I just go back to uh, my friend's point about watching her different murder mystery right things. It's just I think knowledge is power. Um. I think if you have an instability to this kind of a this kind of thing, I think it all goes back to understanding yourself. I think it all goes back to understanding what maybe your breaking points are and just I don't know, listening to your own inner consciousness or whatever. The I don't know. Voices in your head. Yeah, my inner voice seems in my head. Great. I, speaking of that, just uh, this I think would be uh, this is the only question I have left. And I okay. think it's something that's brought up a lot, right? So 24-7 news cycle, constant updates, right? Right, right. Yes. So some people make the argument, and this is something that McCall and I have fought ourselves when we've had, unfortunately, had to deal with school shootings. Right. The unfortunate, terrible phenomena that's happening now. Right. Where do you, where does your response, McCall, you talk about understanding, where's your response then when people say that uh, these monsters are now, to a certain extent, glorified? People read about them, they have stories, they have movies made about them. They get all the news coverage now, modern ones. Right. You know, sadly, there's a, a romanticizing of everything. There's a romanticizing and a glorifying of suicide. There's a romanticizing and a glorifying of of the self-harm, of all sorts of different things rather than people actually getting the help that they need, rather than people actually understanding it. I think that is, that's where it falls. I, I mean, everything... As of right now, it's a very romanticized generation, you know, glorified on social media, glorified on Instagram, on on Twitter, glorified on Just look at the Reddit, Tumblr, challenge. you know, like these are things that are, these are things that get blown out of proportion, but it's human nature to blow things out of proportion. We all do it. We all do it. You get a text message from your significant other that says, we need to talk. You immediately freak out because it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to break up. And then it's like, hey, I need you to stop putting freaking red sock in with my white clothes. You know what I mean? It's just, we make a big deal as humans about things that aren't big deals. Not that I'm saying serial killers, let me me clarify, not that I'm saying serial killers aren't a big deal because they are a big deal, okay? Yes. They are a big deal. Yes, they are. I'm just saying everything is romanticized at this in this day and age. It's an interesting conversation. You talk about something I think that I, I guess it's still taboo, but I think that yeah. the 
I think a majority of people, like, I, I don't know if you saw McCall, some radio friends of ours do a segment using old serial killer stories. And yeah. they turn it into, uh, they break it up and they turn it sort of into a crime watch thing with a local crime watch head and they just won an award for it. Yeah. And I so, feel like it's, I don't know, I'm, I feel really indifferent because I feel like it's still taboo for you guys here because my, where, you know, where I'm coming from, it, it doesn't, it's not taboo at all. Right. Along, along no, with a, a lot point. of other conversations. Uh, again, it, it is very out and open. And again, it, it goes back to uh, producer Butter's point about region about uh, more of a. Yeah. 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 More of a societal um, beliefs. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Freak. What's the name? Like like naivety almost. Right. No, yeah. That's fair. So this has been uh, another Drop the mic podcast. Thanks to intern Tiny Tim. Yeah. Producer Butters. Yeah. <laughs> it's been AJ McCaw. Drop the mic on serial killers.